0: In Boca Tove, uh twelfth day of the Omer. Also mentioned, of course, today is Yom HaShoah, so I hope everybody finds an appropriate way to be commemorating that. Um, today's daf is Daf Nunhei, 55. We pick up in the middle of Nundal Amdbet. We are uh, dealing, we have just said that we rule, we've dealt with uh, these uh, debates about Meister Shaney and Hekdish and so on, and, the, and we have just said that we rule like Rabbi Meir by Meister Shaney, that it's Momon Hekdash, um, and uh, because we have a Stam mission like it, basically a position of Beit Hillel that assumes you don't give uh, the, the, the gifts of the poor, perad and ololotes from Netta because that's a type of a master, Shani, or the same laws, which shows that it's not really your money, it's God's money. So you can't marry a woman with it either. So that's, we rule like Rebbe Mayer. But by hectic issues, by Meila, where Rebbe Mayer has this um, position that Meila by, um, by money, uh, by spending money, um, it, it does not take place in, unintentionally because then you really don't want to do the transaction. So there we rule the Stam Mishnah is Rebbe Huda. There are many, many Mishnayot and Meila that show that when it comes to using Hektish funds, one does transgress Meila Bishogeg. And one does not do it bemezid. Rebbe Meir takes the exact reverse position. One does it be mazed, um, but um, in general he's prepared to say that there's mi'ilab which, which is not the general approach, and, but one does not do it with when it comes to taking, spending funds, taking possession of funds, because it, you wouldn't have wanted it to, to have done, and therefore the transaction is void. So the stomach there is against Rebbe Meir, it is like Rebbe does. So now the Gemara picks up in the following place. The Gemara says like this In Nundal Ram um, um, so the verse says, The line starts with the word, word v'hat's It's about, um, uh, about, uh, I don't know, uh, half of the way down, a little more than half of the way down, three fifths of the way down. But there's an asterisk and says But don't we have a Mishnah? You said we rule like Rebbe Meir, that Master Shani is Mamun Gavoah, because Beit Hilla goes like him, but we have a Stam Mishnah like Rebbe Yehuda. That master Shani is mamon hed yod. is your money. Hava t'snan, we taught in the Mishnah. sheni If somebody is redeeming their own masr Shani, most people love mishito You add a fifth, right? That's in the Torah. Then you're going to bring the money to Ushalayim. be Whether it's your crops... Your fruit, or whether you were given it, and now you're gonna, you know, somebody gave you Master Shaney, and now you're going to, uh, so you, you wanna bring, and you wanna go ahead and not bring the fruit, but, so what you do is you transfer the money. But listen to what we've just described. Somebody gave you their Master Shaney, and now you wanna redeem it, it's considered to be your fruit, and you have to add a fifth. Well, how did it become your fruit? Somebody gave you theirs. It sounds like it was that other person's to give, right? And that that was like their money that they could then transfer to you. If somebody could give you theirs and it becomes yours by Master Shani, why can't you use it to marry a woman with it? So the Gemara says, money. who's this mission going like? Ile mi rebimeir, vete rebimeir, mi, mati, How can you give it as a gift to somebody else? Who It's God's money. Meaning, you, because it's your fruit, you might have the right to bring it to you Shalim and eat it, but it's not fundamentally your property, and therefore, obviously, you couldn't give it to someone else. This is an amazing situation. <laughs> this is where my Shani, we're not in no, Me'ila right now. Ella love Rebbe Huda. It must be Rebbe Huda. So, you see, we have a mission that goes like Rebbe Huda. Your fruit grew, you took Maasar Shani, and you gave it to somebody else, and now it became theirs. And if you can do that, you can marry a woman with it. So, you got a mission like Rebbe Huda. So the Gemara says, um, no. No, Mayor. No, nope, that mission could still be Rebbe Mayor. How did the, how did that fruit become somebody else's? It wasn't you first took Shaney and then gave your friend your Shaney. You gave your your friend some of your crop. As a gift, before you had taken trumas and Maestro's. Okay, here's here's some of my crop. You know, I know you need some money. I know I know you're down on your luck. Here, take some of my you know um, some of my crop. I haven't yet been mafrich trumas and Maestro's. You can take care of that, and I give it to you. And you're mafrich Trumus, and Maestro's And when you get around to being mafrich, to Maestro's Shaney, you would give a fifth if you wanted to redeem it. So in that case, I gave it to you before it was meiser sheni. I gave it to you when it was teva. are you shouldn't be doing that. Right? Uh, okay, fine. But yes, but if I'm giving it to you when it's Tevel, then Tevel is still my money. Okay, it's only when it becomes Master Shani it's not mine. Now, of course, you could say one minute, but if the, if if once it becomes Master Shani it's not yours, then the Master Shani that's in there already in potential you know, should also not be yours. So that's the next point. To go the other way the Kassavar and this Tan would be of the position before the gifts of Kahuna have been taken and before Trumits and Mises have been taken, it's as if they don't exist. At this state, you don't look at this grain that it's hulin with untaken truma in it and a little and 10% untaken master and 10% untaken master shaney if you looked at it that way then the 10% of untaken master shaney wouldn't be yours to give but if you say no 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 before it's given it's just tevel you can transform the tevel into truma and transform it into master and master shaney but right now it's not untaken master shaney it's just tevel so therefore if it's just tevel now then it is totally yours and you can give it to somebody else yes why doesn't it? Meila is t- only t- by something that is sanctified to the base of mixed so korban is sanctified to the base of mixed so This has kedusha, but the kedusha means it's eaten in a it's eaten by the Kohanim, yeah, It's right. striking, It's the same language. It's well, like yeah, so good. right, right, so good. Right. Ramon, so good. right. But yeah, but it's a it's a different category. Hekdas that we talk about meila is better kabias or korbanot. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, okay, so the Gemara says so. Therefore, that mitzah sounds like it's Rabbi but it could work with Rabbi Okay. Tal Shema coming here. Hapoda to Ravai So we're still going to try to prove that we've got some Stam mishnayot that go like Reb Yehuda. That say it's Mamon Hedyot. Okay. Another Mishnah says the following. If you redeem your netta Ravai, your fourth year fruit. Now remember, your fourth year fruit, according to Beit Hillel, has a status like Masa Shani. And, let me tell you a little secret. You can't have your fourth year fruit when it's in Tevel. Okay. Your fourth year fruit, all of the fruit as it's growing immediately has the status of netta Right? Of Masa. Shaini, right you understand it's not Tevil that you're mafresh. it's everything that grows in the fourth year of the tree or of the vine is karamavai or Netharavai and has a status of maser Shani so let's see what the status of this is, so take and before, is what, what, what we say right now. I'm trying to say that you can't give an answer of Tevil about no, no, their, then what do you do with it let's say I take that I told Temares Trumos and Maso, so mm, Uh right? no but no, uh, well, yeah, I mean, except for the parent and the parnleyola, right? You have to Hap- do that for hair uh, or for beards, uh, right? Hapodin netz ravai shelo. Now you are redeeming your netz ravai. Most of the love chamishito. You add a fifth. And once again, it says, whether it was your crop that grew, Bain matana, or whether somebody, or not crop, fruit, or whether somebody gave it to you as a gift. So here somebody gave you a gift, their neta ravai. You were mafrish, okay? But you can't say it was given as tevo. It doesn't exist as tevo. And nevertheless, it becomes yours, and you have to have a fifth, because if you're poet at somebody else's, neta ravai and kem ravai, you don't have a fifth. So clearly the point is, somebody gave you neta ravai, and now it became yours. So you see it is something that is owned and that the ownership can be transferred. So we have another we have a Stam Mishnah like Rebuta. It sounds like there are two Stam Mishnahs like Rebehuda. I mean. So somebody says money, who's it going like or Rebbe Mayor, if it's Rebeyor like You can't give it to somebody else. The Hagamiri kodesh kodesh from Mozart has the status of Master Shaney, and it if Master Shaney can't be given to somebody else, this also it can't be. I mean you could transfer who's holding on to it, but technically it doesn't belong to the next person. Elav love Reb Yehuda. It must be Yehuda and you can't. Can't give an answer now that it's Tevel because it doesn't exist as Tevel. So you see that you can take i transfer ownership, and the other per- the next person really owns it. So we have a star mission like Rebbe Huda. Someone says, No, Rebi Mayer. it could be Rebbe Mayer. The what are we talking about? So it's a similar answer to the Tevel. The guy gave you his grapes his, his kemravai grapes, or he transferred the ownership of the vines while the grapes were still like these unripe, unripe. okay, unripened grapes. I and therefore, because they're unripened, they don't yet have a status of ravai or kemravai because they're not yet a pre. They only get their status once they become a pre. So since he transferred it to you before it was a pre, he gave it to you before it became kemravai, before it stopped being his money. Okay. Udalokreb um, yosi, not like Yossi, the Amar Smadar Asur you Pri. Rabbi says that even when something is Urla, is Asmadar, is in the unripe state, it's already considered a pre. This would say not that way, and since it wasn't a pre yet, it didn't have a status yet of camera of eye, it was still his, and he could transfer it. Of course, the irony is, the simple read of those two Stam Mishnas is Rabbi Yehuda. But we're saying, no, we've got a Stam mission like Rabbi Meir, so we're going to read those Mishnas also like Rabbi Meir, rather than saying you have two Stam Mishnas that the Peshat of them is Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Rather than doing that, we reinterpret both of those Mishnayot. Okay, Tashma, we're going to try a third time. Okay, another so, basically, I'm selling uh, um, Michael there, my Maser, and he gives me $10 for it, his up okay? The he speak, and he did a Meshicha, okay? But the low he speak, so so at Now, um, the thing is that he did not get around, um, so he... he we agreed he's going to give me ten dollars for it. He took it, mashach. He draw it into his possession, okay. But he has not yet redeemed the value of them until now. The uh, the, the price of those fruit has shot up, and it's now worth double. It's now worth twenty dollars, okay. So he speaks do Where am I? Um, um. No saying umistaker. Okay. There, so the point is, it doesn't matter. He owns it already, because as we know, the way you take possession of cattle is through Mashiach. So even though he hasn't yet given the money to redeem it, it doesn't matter. He did Mashiach, he owns it, and now he can. um, He does not have to, you know, pay 20. He pays 10, right? Because it's already his, yes? No, No, but we 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 pay by value, not by volume. What? We pay by value, not by volume. Uh, Well, what do you mean? Yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. You pay by value. You redeem it based on its value. Right? Not 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 a, not a percentage. Not a p- you have your no. You take your mo- no 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 no. no 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 no. You take your ten percent based on, on volume. I don't know if it's volume or weight. Actually, it's in the, I think it's. I mean it's volume. It's not, yeah. It's volume. yeah 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 yeah. Now we're converting that to value. No, but now that you have your master and you redeem it on money, you redeem it based on the value of the master. You tra- when you're transferring it to money, you're transferring it based on value but now we're de- we're devaluating it back to the purchase price and that um well thats that is an interesting point that which is correct which is um, you know um which is <sighs> And, and I'm not, I have to admit, I'm not really getting that about this Mishnah, which is, is that right now, if I have Masa that I want to redeem, right, why I, would have to, I should logically have to redeem it based on its current value. So if I went ahead and I bought, took this Masa from you, right, and we agreed on a purchase price, whatever the purchase price is, that's the money that's going to you. How much I have to redeem it for if I want to take the money up to Yerushalayim? That should be based on its current value, right? That's correct. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Let me just see if I can... Let just reread Rafi hold on um, that's the value you guys set on that fruit so that is yeah I know but, but the question is one minute market value is a transaction price place the two people willing to pay potentially to say Yeah, I mean, it sounds like in this tran- in this issue, it sounds like, and I'm not exactly getting it, that the money I am paying you also becomes the money on which the master is redeemed. But I'm not exactly sure why that's true. I mean, then you doubly lose out in the deal. Basically, then what you, you know, you gave away your fruit, and you now have money that you have to bring to Yerushalayim. I mean, I guess you didn't lose out in the sense that uh, that, um, you know, that maybe you don't have to add the fifth. Otherwise, you would of so may, It seems like what's happening here is, I, I have to I have to relook at this Mishnah, but it seems like what's happening here is that the money I am paying you for the fruit I'm buying from you becomes the money that, is, that, 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 that becomes the money on which the master is being redeemed. So therefore, if the transaction is that I took it from you and I did Mashiach, and then the price went up, I pay you based on the original purchase price, because that's what we agreed on, that's when it was settled, when I did the Mashiach, and then the master gets redeemed on that lower value. Okay, but why exactly somehow the, the idea of purchase and pode is coming in the same transaction? That seems to be assumed, but I have to look into this a little more. But let's just do the case. One minute. Well, that's, no, that's what we're proving. Okay, let's, let's read the case again. Okay? So, so, so I, was giving, I was selling Michael this mosque there for $10, okay, and somehow, yes, you guys, and you're correct, the $10 he's going to give me is going to transfer, the Kedusha of the mosque is going to transfer to it. It's going to be a, poda, a pidion. So well, he's speaking listoso, ad shamat bishtaim, but he didn't give me the money yet, right? Giving me the money is considered listoso, and now it's double the value. Nevertheless, no seller he only gives the original price because when he did the meshikha, that that finalized the sale, and that was the price we agreed upon. Uma stack and he profits the extra 10 bucks okay Uma Asher Shane and he keeps the Asher okay so he bought it the price gets determined based on when he did the machinha. If the price changed afterwards, he doesn't have to give more money. The sale happened when the sale happened and that transfers the value on that sale. Now the problem about all of this is that it shows that he's selling me his master, right? So money who's just going on? like you never mayor, I'm I stocker So if it's Rebbe Mayer, it should not be viewed as as a sale. If it's Rebbe Mayer and I'm giving my the fruit Ma- M- Michael the fruit and he's giving me ten dollars, you can't say, Oh, it's a sale and it goes by the laws of sale, and it's determined at the moment of Mashiach. Uh, it's not mine to sell. What it would be is it would be just viewed as a pidyon, right? So I gave Michael f- ma- fruit, and he's agreeing to be podet that fruit on some money. That's essentially what it is. It can't be viewed of as a sale. If that's true, then the pidyon doesn't take place till the pidyon takes place. And when he gives the money, now it's worth more. He has to be podet for more. Okay? The nasa a tsev come low by being podet, when the money is given. Amarachmana. Oh, is this clear what's happening is everybody clear on this yes okay so here's the here's the here's the master shani okay he gives it right Uvein gives the master shani to shimon okay so what okay no it's master uh, well it's shani okay and they agree on, they agree on 10 bucks okay and he does Mashiach. all right So he did Mashiach, he took it under his possession, but he didn't pay for it yet, alright? And then, now the value shot up to 20 bucks, alright? So if you say it's a sale, the sale was finalized here. He did mashiach. The sale price was ten dollars. Doesn't matter now that the value has gone up. He did mashiach. He owns it. He gives owes him ten dollars. He gives him ten dollars, and then the kedusha transfers on those ten dollars. Fundamentally, it's a sale, but the result of the sale will be that the kedusha of the master will transfer onto the money. Okay, that is if you think it's fundamentally mamon Hedyot, and you can do a transaction with it. But let's say it's not. It's only mamon gavoa. Then, you, then there's no sale. Doing Mashiach doesn't mean anything. The only thing that can happen with this is not taking possession of it. The only thing that can happen is an act of pidyon. Right? right? Everybody with me? Yes. So when he did Mashiach, that didn't mean anything. The only thing that can be done to this is pidyon. When does pidyon happen? When you do the money, when you give the money. And when the money is given, it's already twenty dollars. So you would have to do twenty dollars because this taking doing machine didn't mean anything. So the fact that Mishincha means it's his and all that's left to be done is given the ten bucks shows that we're talking about Maman Hedio's. It was Mom and gavoah nothing would happen until the money was given and until the pigeon happened. So it's another three Mishnahs now like Reb Yehuda. So Amarna Ella Reb Yehuda. It is Rabbi Yehuda So we had three Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda You can maybe and you three <laughs> explain two of them, but come Come on, give me a break, okay? Why, why are you saying that we possibly like Rebbe Meir? So Gemara said, El Olam, so says, El, so Olam, so Rebbe Yehuda. Fine, says the Gemara at the end. I concede that Mishnah is Rebbe Yehuda. The so, Hachachatstam of Hachachatrestam. So, I'm sorry, did I a line? No, I'm you got to love that. Okay, because right. The, the other two which we're ready to... Fine. We've already, we've explained away way I'll concede that this Mishnah is Rebbe Yehuda, but now we've got one Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Huda and two Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Meir. What are the two Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Meir? So one is the Mishnah about uh, the, the Mishnah with Beit about Kem Ravai, Ravai, but that Mishnah of Kem Ravai is repeated. It appears in Meister Shani, and it's repeated in Ed Yos. So since we've got one Mishnah that's like that's that that's like Rabbi Meir that gets repeated, and we have one Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Huda, we'll go for the two over the one. Okay. Now the Gemara says the East a Davka, the Gemara says, look, if, if the Stam means something, if the Stam voice means that it's the anonymous voice, is, that that's how Rebbe is poskening, okay, mali chad Stam mali tre Stamme. What difference does it make if it's a Stam that's repeated? When did we ever say, oh, because it's repeated? If the Stam is meant to communicate that this is the Psach, how can you, like, it, it seems trivial to give more weight to the fact, especially if it's the same Mishnah that's just repeated in another place. So the Gemara says, no. Here's the real point. Mayor, here's the real reason we rule like Rabbi Mayor. of it's not the Since we have a star mishnah like him in the chosen mesekhet, the Masechet the choice mesekhet. What is the choice mesekhet? Edyos. Edyos, which is the Masechet of the testimonies that were given, you know, that is seen to be like, you know, like very, um, uh, uh, like, like authentic. authentic, thank you, it's good, for a good word, you know, very authentic, that comes from early traditions, and therefore, the Mishnayat that appear in Edyos have greater weight, the Samishnayat, than they do elsewhere. Now, by the way, I just want to point out a certain um, delicious irony about this, which is, if you read Edyos, right, Edyos, you know, the Gemara says that how is Edyo's taught? Edyo's taught was if you remember there was this whole debate and I'm forgetting who the protagonists were about whether in the base medrash you only allow people that are of the highest caliber and it's a very an elitist approach or whether you let everybody come in and you know and because that will be Marba Torah and I forget I, I can't remember who it was Rebbe but it was Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel was it? yes and Rabbi Yoshua was Rebbe, the Rebbe. they new people yeah. into the when, yes. when, 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 when they opened up the door yes. <laughs> when, when, when who who was the populist yeah, he was right Rabbi Yoshua is the populist right yes, yes. so anyway right so Rabbi Yoshua became the head and they opened up the yeshiva and they had to add all of these chairs and whatever and it says that that's when they taught Meseches Edios because they let all these people in and a lot of people had testimonies about Torah they might have been, been used Hamidah Chachamim the Meseches Edios actually takes, talks about how some like weavers came and gave testimony but they had authentic traditions so and that's where Meseches Edios was taught and the, what this Gemara it's not the only Gemara says it says this: the weight of the Mishnayas and the teachings in the Sechus have greater weight than other Mishnayas even though the whole thing was gotten because of you opened up the doors and you allowed a lot of people in that otherwise you wouldn't have let in and what they had to say in the end not only is you know equivalent weight it actually winds up carrying more weight so that's why we possibly like Rabbi Meir even though it's true if I you know that there are some Mishnayot like Rabbi Yehuda if we had to admit it we had, the other Mishnayot where those were fetches right to say it was there are Stamishnai like Reb Yehuda. We're going to take the approach of Master Shani Mamun kavoa because that's what we teach in Mesechis Okay, and that's why we rule like Rebbe Mayer. What? Don't you think that that is one of the. Deepest tensions that continue throughout all, in other the populist versus yeah, elitist sources of authority. Absolutely, it's really, it's so deeply yeah. T- I mean, and to some I degree, right? right? Just, yeah. Sure, and of course, and to some degree, you could also see it in terms of the issue about the dynamic in halacha between Gemara and Minhag. You know, the the community does X, but from the sources, it looks like the halacha should be Y. Right? How much weight do you give to communal practice, and you? Use that as the lens through which to interpret the canonical sources, or mm-hmm. how much do you say no? The canonical source is Trump. So you know, there's a, there's a, yeah, that's an ongoing tension. Could you use a different verb <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How much okay. say Clinton? Yes. Uh, Non-Jewish works in ancient times. Plato was an elitist. Right. Well, clearly. Uh, what a surprise that the intellectuals were the elitists. Okay. <laughs> then now... they reinstated th- that the Rebbe the, David... The, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It didn't end there. Okay. But the, the, at least he, he, they, they got that in. Okay. So now we t- turn officially to today's stuff. And interestingly, see, this is the problem about being a little bit behind. Because actually, that was the end of the whole discussion yesterday. That sta- we possibly like Rebbe, Rebbe Mayer by Master Shaini and Rebbe Huda by Mi'ilo. And now we actually turn to a new topic. I mean, not totally new, but it's really detached from that previous discussion. So let's start officially on today's Dvaf. top of Nunhe. Tznan, actually, but this will go pretty quick. Bleen it. T'nan Okay, we taught over there in Shkollim. Behemah Yerushalayim Eder. was found on the outside of Yerushalayim, in the immediate precincts on the outside of Yerushalayim, between Yerushalayim and migdal Eder. I do not know exactly how distant Migdal Eder is. Somebody can go and find out on Wikipedia right now. Not too. In. Okay, so the immediate outskirts of Yerushalayim. And that's, you know, that radius around. So within, I don't know, you know, uh, whatever, uh, a two-kilometer radius, I'm making that up. But you, somebody can fix, you go go find that out. in 15 kilometers south of Yerushalayim. 15 kilometers, okay, fine. So 15, how much... How much is how much is that in, uh, what is that? Miles. Yeah. By 10 is miles. 10 miles? Oh, that's a lot then. that's not, that's not Especially before you had cars, that's a lot. Okay, so about a 10-mile radius around Yerushalayim, you find an animal wandering around. Zecharim, oh look, if it's a male animal, then you have to assume that it's, a, a, you're assuming it came from Yerushalayim, and B, you're assuming that all animals that are coming from Yerushalayim most likely are korbanot, which is a little funny thing to assume, but I guess if the reality is, is that people did not eat so much meat in general, and you had tons and tons and tons of animals brought to Yerushalayim for a korbanot, right? So if you see an animal, and people probably who were raising animals didn't raise them in the city, yeah, you, you didn't ra- for like wool. I understand you don't raise your animals in the city; you raise they, they, they you raise them out in the in the fields, right? right? So therefore, the presumption is that animals coming from your shalim are korbanot. Okay, so if it's a male animal, you assume it's an ola because uh, olas can only be male. Oh, even only we'll get to that if it's female then that can't be an Ola so you assume it's a Shlomim so the Gemara asks first a question it interrupts before it gets to its bigger point I don't get it says the Gemara if, uh, well, uh, a male animal yes can be an Ola but just because all Ola's are male doesn't mean all males are Ola's right? a Shlomim can be male or female so if it's a male why aren't we concerned that it might also be a Shlomim a male could be a, uh, an Ola or a shlomin. So I'm a rabbi Oshaya That's because right. the point is is that what, what do you do with it? So we've decided it's probably an ola. So, so presumably it means what are you going to do? Bring it to the base make fish and bring it as an ola. But one minute, if it's a shlomin, you can't bring a shlomin as an ola. So you can't just assume it's an Ola, maybe it's a Shlomin. You Can't be an shloman sloman. No. Yeah, what? You can't be an or slalomer. Correct. So what are you supposed to do with it? Why do we say it's an Ola and what are you supposed to do with it? So I'm a Reboshiah. Hcha so Rebbe Oshiah's read of this Mishnah is going to now be the focus of our discussion. maskina. What we're dealing with is you, you're a tzaddik. You found this animal and you want to make sure the right thing is going to get done with it, and you're willing to use your own money to Sure, that the Kedusha gets properly dealt with here. Okay? And what are you going to do? The And this is what it means. The male has the possibility of being an Ola. The female can only be a Shlamim. The male can be an Ola or a Shlamim. Great. Okay? It could be one or the other. Now, what are you going to do with that? It's Rabbi Meir that says that you can take something out to Chulin if you do it even willingly and knowingly. Okay? Um, the Kedusha. Okay, and therefore what? So, what are you going to do? So, so, Rashi says what you're going to do is you're going to take two piles of money. Okay, this animal's worth $100, so you take two piles, $100 each, and you say, look, if this animal's an Ola, I'm transferring it to this pile of money, okay, and and and, and then with the, and then with this mu- uh, the other pile of money will be is I'll be machdishe <laughs> bin a benedava. If however the animal is a shlumim then I'm transferring it to pile of money B, and I'm making pile money of A into an ola, right benedava. So at the end of the day, a, a one pile is an ola, one pile of money is a shlumim okay. One was because of the Kedusha that got transferred, the Kedusha got transferred to A or to B, and the other one was a Kedusha so that I instilled right now. Right? Is that clear? So one, okay. and both, and what? And then I bring both. And then I two, when I bring two hundred dollars, I bring two notes One will be the transfer, okay? Of the one will be the transfer of uh, uh, of the animal, and the other will be my gift. Which is which? I don't know. So now the animal. Yeah. And the animal, you know, is redeemed. Now here's the problem. The problem is sure. is that the animal presumably has, a, has no blemish if it had no blemish you wouldn't need Rebbe Mayer you could obviously redeem it so just because Rebbe Mayer says there's an idea of the which is misuse of hectic funds since when does that transfer into an idea that I can redeem an animal that doesn't have a korban a that doesn't have a blemish that like those don't exactly connect right the is misuse stealing misappropriation benefiting so even whatever he says about that how does that relate to my ability to redeem an animal without a blemish now I'll get back to that Rashi maybe thinks that you can somehow connect them but I want to just tell you how Tosis to well that's what I am going to get to but I want to tell you how Tosis reads this and this is like probably the shot, but it's just so shocking you understand why Rashi avoided it Tosis says, you are such a tzaddik. You want to figure out what to do with this animal, what to do with the kedusha. You can't redeem it because it doesn't have a blemish. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to steal it. Okay? <laughs> so therefore, I'm going to take the animal and I'm going to say, I'm going to take this for myself. But you're doing this because you're trying to be a tzaddik. Not, okay? And now you took it for yourself. What was that act? That was an act of milah. So what happens with Mila? The Kedusha goes off, but now, the Kedusha went off, but now Heknesh lost out. So, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring an Olin a Shlomim. In the end, hektish gets. I don't have a technical obligation. I mean, you know, what, what? No, because it's benazid. Okay? So, 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 therefore, in the end, the Beis gets it's due, because I contribute an Olin a Shlomim. And I got this Korban. I saved us all from having to worry what to do with this animal, because I got it to go out l'chulen. I'm such a tzaddik, okay? I am willing to risk my own, you know, uh, you know, religious, you know, right. say like an old or did it deal with this animal property? So the is, of course, going to ask that question in a few minutes. Okay, but anyway... But that's what it says. So that only works for Rebbe Meir, because I'm mazed, right? And I nevertheless achieved taking this animal out to Chulin. Okay, so that's the case. And you also understand what it means, it doesn't say you're coming to redeem them. You're coming to obligate yourself with that value. I'm going to contribute an ol and a shlomim to the Beis ikdush, And we'll just get this animal out of its predicament by me stealing it and me doing the with this animal okay so let's take a look um uh, one minute uh okay fine um okay uh now the Gemara says like this okay the so, Gemara says one minute Even and maybe mayor says that you can do me by mazed he was only talking about something that was owned by the base of mikdash Kabayas. so let me just repeat these terms i've repeated them before but they're important terms Better means it's in the base of Mikdash's bank account. You owe, it's it's funds that they owe, and they can now use it for whatever thing, so I can contribute my car, Better they own my car. I said, oh, I meant own. They own my car, and they can go ahead and sell my car and use the money mm-hmm. and use it to do whatever they want. That's Better bias. bias. is basically, it's in their bank account. Okay? is a goof. Means that the thing itself is going to be used. The classic example of that is a korban. But there's another kedushas aguf. The clay sharies, the vessels that are used, right? Let's say I actually donated a beam because I heard the base of mikdash needed a beam to fix a leaky roof or whatever, or they, you know, or something like that. That would be kedushas aguf. If the thing itself is being used, it's kedushas aguf. If basically, it's like I said before, like a cynic, you know, knows what is it? The, you know, the, the cost of everything and the value of nothing. So betikabayis is the cynical approach. Betikabayis the only thing is, it's dollar value. Kabayas is just money for the base on Okay, kedushas haguf is the thing itself is going to be used. Now, the question the Gemara is asking is: It's very nice that Rebbe <coughs> Meir says that you can do meila b'mezid and the thing will go out to chulin. Normally, we say it only goes out to chulin b'shogeg. Rabbi Meir says it can happen b'mezid. That we've seen, but that's only by Kabayas Okay, and that makes a certain amount of sense. It's the only. If the only relationship that the base of has with this is that they own it. So some act of appropriating it or mis- benefiting from it also as a way of taking it onto myself takes it out of their control. You know, and you could sort of see I stole it from them in a certain way and their ownership as a result goes away. And therefore it becomes chulin. But if the thing is intrinsically kadosh, let's say it's a korban. Imagine, I sanctify this sheet as a korban. And then I misuse it. I don't know. You know, I lean against it. You know, I benefit from it. Okay? Why does that Change its basic identity as a core bun. So normally, whether Showgate or Mazid, when the Ela takes something out Lachulin, it's when it's better cabias. And the relationship of the base to make this true it is just that it owns it. But when the nature of the thing is that it has intrinsic kedusha that defines its nature and its identity, the fact that I've misappropriated or misused it or tried to take possession of it is not so obvious, and not just not obvious, the normal assumption is, is that it does not make the kedusha go away. Yes, Charlie. Um, a 1st donkey. Yeah. Has produced a kind of goof, but is not going to be used. Yeah, that's not the same. That, I mean, it doesn't have to use a goof. It's not the same way. Okay, so anyway, no, So, that, but I don't want to go there. Okay, so the mercy is like this. It says, okay... The kedushas aguf me'ilachal. So forget meizid and shogeg. Since when does Kedusha Saguf go off because of me'ilah? Me'ilachal right means that the kedusha, you know, it gets desacralized. Okay, vatanan we taught in Mishnah. Ein moel acher moel b'mukdashim elah b'vehimo v'chleis sharis b'avad. You cannot do multiple me'ilas by something sanctified. Why can't you do a multiple me'ilah on the same object? Why can't you do multiple meal on the same object? It's Yot- because once it's already Yot- Because once you do it once, it's already Yotzeh L'Chulun, okay? Isn't there that old uh, Buddhist saying, you can't cross the same river twice? You know that thing? Because once you cross it, it's not the same river. So, <laughs> And then apparently the comeback is you can't cross the same river once. But okay, we can, you can figure that out afterwards. <laughs> anyway, so you can't do mi'ilah on the same object twice. Once you've done mi'ilah, it stops being kadosh. So, there's not a mi'ilah after mi'ilah or something sanctified. The exception is, which means a korban, because the korban and the holy vessels have kadusha saguf. So kedushas aguf even after meila do not lose their kedusha. So you can't say with this wandering animal that you tried to do meila the kedusha went away because with kedushas aguf the kedusha doesn't go away even with meila. So, so, so say the gemara "Wait, let's listen." It says, behema, You're writing on an animal which turned out to actually be a, um, a uh, what do you call it? A korban. The friend came and wrote on it, and the next guy came and wrote on it. Every Everybody did me'ila. It would only be if it's korban. It's funny, because the normal type of animal you ride on is not a korban. But it's not a sheep or a cat. It could be a cow, but it's not normal. Anyway, You are drinking in a gold goblet, which happens to be a clay sharez. Everybody did me'ila. So the Gemara says, So wonderful, according to Rebbe Meir, you could do me'ila b'nazid, but since when does me'ila remove the Kedusha from something that has a Kedusha saguf? So the Gemara says, No. There! That's Reb Yehuda. That idea that you can't remove the kedushas Aguf from something is Reb Yehuda. Rebbe Mayer. So, ha, Rebbe Meir the, the idea that you can re- remove the kedushas Aguf even from something that you can, that can even remove kedushas Aguf is Rebbe Mayer. Now, the Gemara asked the obvious question: You can't do that. So, the debate of Reb Yehuda and Rebbe Mayer was only about Mezid and Shogeg. When do, for instance, where do you get off thinking that that can translate into whether M'ilah, you know the effect of Meila on something with intrinsic kedusha? The Gemara says, one minute. Nishma but we can learn this idea from Rebbe Huda to Rebbe Meir which is another way of saying there's no basis to say that this is a point of debate um, true, Rebbe Huda only says that, that, that the desacralizing happens the chilo happens not it, Okay, but he says it doesn't happen with something with intrinsic Kedusha Kedusha Zaguf does not go out l'chulin. so Rebbe Meir not so why should that be different for Rabbi Meir? Yes, Rabbi Meir says it can happen even by Okay, but this is a different idea. Kedusha is a goof. why should we assume that he disagrees with this point? We should still say that even, whether you do it only by or even by if something has intrinsic Kedusha, that Kedusha cannot be removed. What can be removed is if the Kedusha comes only through the sense of possession and ownership. But if the Kedusha comes through something that's intrinsically about, the object that it has an like not innate, I shouldn't say, but you know a you know a kedusha that's about its identity, then that doesn't. Then who cares about shogeg or mesid? How is that relevant? That's a principle that then it does not go out Lachulin even after miila. Let's see the gemara's answer. So the gemara says no, it does make a difference. Why? Hasam lo Yes, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you only happens b'shogeg. So the idea that when you misuse something even accidentally or only accidentally according to Treb Yehuda, it goes out Lechulin you can understand that actually if I'm only accidentally misusing it that's not such a powerful act of appropriation that's not such a powerful change of the nature of the object right I wasn't real so therefore since he only allows it for shogeg, it o- it's a weaker mean, uh, the irony is that, e- that when I do it it doesn't have an impact that's true but, but the act of shogeg is a weaker type of a misuse of an object. And therefore, it only works against Kedusha's Dumim. It doesn't work against Kedusha's Haguf. against something that in terms of the Kedusha defines its very identity. But according to Rabbi Mayer, when I'm doing the ilah when I am consciously and actively saying I am trying to remove this from the base hamiktash's you know, to, to, uh, ownership and take it away from its identity and take it am- 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 into my possession, that's a stronger act that even can negate or compromise its kedushas hakaf. Compromise is probably a better word. Okay, you're trying to desacralize it. So if you're doing it knowingly and trying to desacralize it, now Rabbi Yehuda would say that does nothing. But if you're going to say like Rebbe Meir that it works, once you're saying it works according to Rebbe Meir, it works in even a stronger way. Okay, so that's. That's why, according to Rebbe Mayer, he says yes. So here we actually have a nice development of a concept of Rebbe Mayer. Besides the absurd idea that you're going to willingly do meila in order to save this uh, animal, okay. But we have the idea, according to Rebbe Mayer, that Rebbe Huda says there's you know it's all like a gzerus hakasa that the thing goes out lechulin and the Torah only allows it by a classic meila of shogeg. If it's bemazed, it has no effect. But Rebbe Mayer says, I think, what if we had not you know if we had come to this uninformed and a priori and I asked you, do you think that it's, uh, do you think that when you do, mi- when you, when you know, when you misuse hektish knowingly, you think it's better or worse? You know, <laughs> you would say it's worse. Which one do you think has a more likelihood of changing something's status? Of course, when you do it knowingly, right, and when you're trying to desacralize it, when you're trying to, de- so that's basically what Rebbe Meir says. And once you get over the hump that we've all, that is only supposed to be Bishogege, and you allow for the fact that mi'ila happens to be then he says, then that's actually going to be a stronger form of Mi'wa. An and that's even going to negate its kedushas haguf. Okay, so that's why this works for Rebbe Meyer, okay. Yes. So you mentioned that the, the crucial gift will only be by, like, being, which actually used in the Bay to or that sort sure, like, a But yes. say your car, which is, you know, right. use it, whatever it is. So if, right. like, if you drive F, you're not, you know, but a representative of Just and then if I drive that same car, so then we both are, what? We both will commit me either, then. No, only I commit me either. What? If it's a car? Yeah. it's, it's, it it's, it's, it's just, just a medical bias. bias. Right. So, I mean, I think it's an interesting question of what, what type of a use constitutes kedushas HaGuf. Mm. If the Beis HaMikdash uses this car, if it's the, uh, uh, like the Mobile, the coin Gado Mobile, right? <laughs> is, that, it could, uh, is any use a kedushas HaGuf? Does it have to, like, have a t- direct Miktash use, you know what I mean? Not just used by the activities of the base HaMikdash, but, like, connected to the, to the actual structure itself and the, you know, and the Korbanot itself. So I, I don't know the exact answer to that. That's a good question. Yeah. If it has a stronger impact by being major then should be be stronger also. Well, yeah, logically, meaning there's no korban, but there might be, you know, but like lashes or whatever, right? I mean, that's a general question, even going to Rabbi Yehuda. Like, you're, you know, if you're still over on an issue even though you don't bring a korban, right? So it's confusing by meila because normally by mi'ila, we're not when we discuss it, we're not interested in talking about what or you're over and whether you get punished. The normal focus of the discussion is bringing a korban meila and the object throwing out lechulin, and korban is only bishogeg, and the normal presumption in Rebbe Huda's approach is that, is that it goes out to chulin only gag right? So Rebbe Mayer concedes that a korban is only gag, but he says it's going to go out to chulin even b'meizid. That's Rebbe Mayer's hitish Okay, but we generally aren't even talking about like what punishment you get b'meizid. But yes, that's a separate issue. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um so fine so chiddush now we've just said is if Rebbe Meir has meila it would even take out an object with kedushah haguf to chulin so the Ma'an wants to sort of still figure this out Eimer the the Rebbe when is that true by something that has the highest level of kedusha meaning it's like an ola or, or a chatos okay calling me mishamusle but one of the cases of our of this mission about the wandering animal was that it was a female and it was a shlumin so here you are you're trying to do be a tzaddik and do mielo with this animal and make it go out lechulin. So, first thing we had to point out was that compromised the Kadushah goof according to Rebbe Mayor, and it's able to do that. But how can it do that? By something that has a lower level of caducia. Now again, intuitively, you should say one minute. If it has a lower level of caducia, its resistance should be, should be, should be, should be less. But no, in a way, actually, the commercial question makes a lot of sense, right? If something is very, very holy, think about something very delicate, it can be damaged more easily, right? It's more easy for some type of a wrong thing to compromise its status. But if something actually has a lower level of Kedusha, you might say, you know, it's like, then, then a little misuse right, doesn't as much go against its very nature and its very identity because it wasn't so, as holy to begin with. So ironically, or not so ironically, the Gemara is saying, actually, if it's just a Shlomim, maybe then you could not, it wouldn't go out l'chulim because classic Mi'ilah, remember, is by Bede And Berek is like Kachekachim. It's fully owned by the Beis Amiktash. So now we've said that it also exists by Kedusha but that at least would be a similar type of a kedushah totally totally the base of mikdash is a korban a beam a kleshares a kashay kashay but a kashim kal, kalim which to some degree is still mine I'm going to eat the, the the meat from it right so maybe it's not so holy that the act of ni'ilah would compromise this kedushah and make it go out lechulin. okay so that's so would you say that so the Gemara says amalei ahumir banan so one of the rabbis Rebbe Yaakoshme Raviak, what's his name? Kamal He says, no, it's a Kamal It's a lower Kedusha. It actually goes away easier. Not what I was explaining. If kachim kachim can go out luchulin, kachim will close again. A lighter thing can certainly go away. Yeah. Okay, so I think you. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what you naturally would have said. But I think you can really appreciate the presumption of the Gemara that it might be ha- harder to be compromised if it's not so holy to begin it's with. Two okay. Are are more yeah. Exactly. Right. Much more easily. More right. More vulnerable. But the answer is no. If the Kedushah is less weighty, it goes away more easily. What are we are trying okay. to do here? We're try, not trying to prove anything. We're trying to work out, now that we know this fascinating position of Rebbe Meir, that there's there's Meila b'mezid. we're going we're exploring it. That's what we're doing. We're not saying fluent, we're exploring it. So we've got this funny mission of a wandering animal, and the way one Rebbe Oshai has explained it is, you willingly did Meila, and it's according to Rebbe Meir. Well, that allows us to explore Rebbe Meir's position of Meila b'mezid. Now we're finding out that according to that reason, Read, for a Meir, that you have Miela Bimezed it would work even with something that has Kedushah Saguf would make the kedusha go off and even with Kachim Kalim it would make the kedusha go off <laughs> those are two things yeah it's not a problem but those are two things we usually never say right we say Miela is only by, sh- by Shogeg and it's only by Berekabayas and that out. But once you're willing to say it's for we open up the possibility that it's by Kedushah Saguf that it's by, by Kachim Kalim and that becomes what Rabbi O'Shaya winds up understanding about this mission. Is it yeah. accurate to say yeah. that when me'ila works, that's why it's like a type of geneva? Because even the type of geneva is a possession, right? Not yeah, a possession. so that's why the better kabayah whether me'ila is fundamentally about misuse and benefiting or whether it's about appropriation and stealing to some degree could be seen as based on whether we're talking about better kabayah or kedushas aguf. Yeah. It's unusual phrase i Why didn't they just say Yeah, well, I'm a Rebbe Yaakov. Because it means he was not like one of the, you know, he was not normally more of the anonymous crowd like if there's somebody in Cuba writes, you know hey, you know one of my students made a point to me you know and you might name the student but nobody else knows who you're talking about right so you want to give acknowledgement but it's not like he's a known figure um okay um now Nami was also taught Rabbi mayor used to say hektish mimezi mitchalel hektish goes out bi, to, to chulen when you do it willingly beshogeg e mitchalel again if it's a misappropriation of funds as opposed to a benefiting of it it does not work beshogeg because then the sale is void right that's everything we've been talking about the last two days echad kasheh kadshim to echad and it works on kedushas haguf and it works whether kachim kachim or kachim Kalim. Kavachomer kachim kachim. If the holy things can both be if kachim Kalim lo koshke. Now it's more so. So this was development number one. Once Remy Meir introduces that there's meela Bemazid? Then it allows the possibility to say it works against Kedushas Haguf, and it's not going to matter Kachem Kachem or Kachem Kalem. And that's how to explain this wandering animal. Now, the Gemara finally asks the obvious question about this tzaddik who's doing the So it says, Tayyiba Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan was astounded about this reed. Do you tell the person, oh, go and sing, because that'll make things better in terms of what we're doing with this animal? Like, since how could we give license to that? Why would the Mishnah paskin how you to treat this animal if not trying to tell somebody, well, this is what you're supposed to do? So is the Mishnah advocating to somebody to go do meila? Okay, so ella amar that's not the pshat of the Mishnah. The pshat of the Mishnah is like Michael said. Mom you know the should have just asked Michael in the beginning. Mom tina acha to mom. No, so you want to know what you think the animal might be so that you don't deal with it right away. You wait till it gets a mum. And once it gets a mum, then we can redeem it. Okay? So, now, if it's a male, then you're going to bring two animals, uh, uh, one for an Ola and one for a Shlumim and say, if this is an Ola, it gets transferred to animal A and a makdish animal B a Shlumim, you know, as a Shlomim, you know, as a gift, and if it's a Shlomim, I transfer to the gadusha to animal B and I'm makdish animal a as an o as a gift, okay. But you wait till it gets a blemish. Nobody's doing any me'ila okay. You just okay. wait till it gets a blemish. change twice as much, or just say the value of the animal now could be redeemed, and then I split the money between all. No, because then you're misusing half the money. In the end, if you're you are being a tzaddik, because in the end, if you're dealing with it, you're using two of your animals to bring as a korban to deal with this one animal. So you are being a tzaddik here, yeah, but you're not being a rush at the same time, okay? You're waiting till it gets a blemish, and because you don't know, a female could only be a so you only need to wait, tran- so, so you can actually bring the animal directly if it's a female. You don't even have to redeem it. But a male that's either an ola or a shlamim, you wait till it gets a mum, and you get two animals, and w- and one of them is a substitute, and one of them is your kid. So again, this is only be found at the right age, right? Well, the Gemara going to get to that. Okay, so now let's. I think we can actually finish the daf if there's no questions, because you'll see it'll go very fast. So the Gemara says like this. Okay, <laughs> you bring two animals and you make the stipulation, like I just explained. Amar so Mar. Now let's analyze this zucharim olas. If it's a male, we're reading it. It could be an ola, okay? It could be an ola, it could be a shlomin. So you need two animals. So the gemara says one minute. Why only two? The Maybe it's a toda and not a shlomin, okay? A toda sort of like a subset of shlomin. All right. The meisinami toda. Fine. Bring three animals, okay? and One minute. If it's a toda, you don't just bring an animal. The animal has to come with these loaves of bread, okay? The meisinami lechem. You bring the bread. And again, so either. If it, 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 it wasn't a toda, then you were makdish the animal and the bread as your nidav, as your, as you know your gift, okay. And if it was a toda, you transferred and you were makdish the other two, the shlami and the and the ola. So you have all three possibilities. One of them is the transfer, and the other two are your gift, okay. V'dyoma Asham Hu, now maybe it's an Asham, and that's a real problem, because an Asham you can't do it as a free will. An Asham could be a male, and it can't be free will, so how are you going to deal with the possibility that it might be an Asham? So the Gemara says, no, Asham Ben Shveshan, now we get to the issue of age. An Asham has to be a two-year animal, V'shtakach Ben Shana, and the case in the Mishnah is that it was a one-year animal, so that rules out the possibility it's an Asham. V'dyoma Asham Hu, Asham Nazir maybe it's an Asham of a Mitzorah, an Asham of a Nazir, which was a one year old animal, says no. Eh, that's not so common. We don't have to worry about that. The dima Pesachu. Maybe it's a Pesach, and a Pesach was one year old and male. So why don't I have to worry about that? So says, look, Pesach Bizmano, If it's right around Yuntiv Miser Zahiri Bay, people are careful. You don't have to be concerned that this is a Pesach wandering around. The Shalom mono, and if it's after Pesach, so shlomin who? What's the status of a Pesach once it's no longer Pesach? It's a shlomin. So shlumin we've already got. Covered. Okay. Viduma Bachor Meiser, nino. Ah, here's another animal that could be one year and male. It could be a Bechor or a Meiser. How are you dealing with that possibility? So, Mitch says, no. What's the status of a Bachor Meiser? You know what happens to a Bachor Meiser? Once it gets a blemish, the irony is this is the one korban that it's, 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 it has a kadush of a korban, but if it gets a blemish, you don't have to do anything. You can eat it outside of the base on mixtosh. So, Bechor and Meiser, if it gets a blemish, the owners can eat it outside the base. So you know what? That's exactly what you're doing. You're waiting till the animal gets a blemish, you're redeeming it on these three possibilities, Ola, Shlom, and Toda. And what are you gonna do with the original animal? You're gonna eat it. So that's what you would do if it was a Okay? and mi Okay? Okay, great. We solved that Mishnah. It says it's an Ola, but what it really means is you bring three animals. All right, now we're going to get to the second part. No, the owners. You don't give it to me. Nope. Now we're going to do the second part of the Mishnah. If it's a female, then you don't have to worry about other types of things. It could only be a Shlamim. Bring it as a Shlamim. We got a little bit of a problem. But it could also be a toda, Right? And a toda it also could be a female. Okay, <laughs> Demaisi Toda, so yes, that's totally true. So, just bring bring it, so to Tosus rest rest asks that, okay, why don't you do just be, me- yeah, so that might be a problem about, can you be Mechadich Lechem <laughs> V'tanai, and whatever, and can you be, maybe cut some base, Tosis deals with that, like why couldn't you have one animal do double duty, but let's, you can look at Tosos. Anyway, maybe it's a Toda, so how can you just assume it's a Shemim? Fine, you bring another animal, so you cover your bases there. Okay, Demaisi Toda, but if it's a Toda you need bread, fine, Demaisi Lami Lechem, you bring that, you got your bases covered. So give a chata? see, maybe it's a chatos. And now we've got the same problem as we had before. That a chatos could be is female, but a chatos cannot be brought as an adaba, free will. So if, it's, if you can't say if it's a chatos, let's produce your transfer and if it's not a chatos, I'm gonna bring this animal as a chatos. You're stuck. What are you gonna do if it's a chatas? So the Gemara says uh, a chathas has to be a one-year-old animal. I mean, we're talking that it's two-year-old. Well, so now is. the I don't know. So that's what the Gemara is going to ask. And of course, the irony now is that we're saying the beginning of the Mishnah is talking only about a one-year-old animal. and the end of the Mishnah, we're talking about a female is talking only about a two-year-old animal. I mean, it's a complete reread of the whole Mishnah. All right, anyway, moving on. The Maybe it was a chathas and it's been wandering around for a while, right? Or it's more than a year old. So maybe it's still the chathas. No, that's not so common. That it would, you know, if it's if uh, it's going to get, uh, you know, it would not it would not have been wandering around that long, or if it would it would have been brought already. Whatever, that doesn't happen so much. Okay, So now the Gemara says, what is this? If it's a one year old animal, he's yeah. on a one year old female animal running around. What are you supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a chatas. Exactly. So the Gemara says, tiny. we turn to about Hananya ben Chachinai Omer, eiz natal shnata that's a pasuk. Okay, a goat of one year for a chatas, which means if, if because it could be a chatas, you got to bring it as a chatas. So the, you don't have, you can't do anything. You got I mean, a chatas can only be brought as a chatas. So you can't do a free will. So the says, chatas What do you mean? But maybe it's not a chatas. Right? Maybe it's a what do you call it? You know, maybe it's a shlamim. That doesn't give an answer. Ela, no, amar baya kichat means you have no choice but to treat it as a chatas, which means what? You put it in a, in a cell and you let it die. And then you okay. Bring, and then and you don't bring anything. No. This I thought an, you wanted to do something with this. So I guess I you could say control. if it has kedusha shlamim, I'm transferring the Kadusha right. and and I'll bring this animal as a shlamim. And if and regardless, I'm now going to let the animal be sit in the cell and wait for it to die. Right, that's and that's what you'd have to do because it might be chata, So too, it's some anecdota. End the animal die. Right. I mean, it's funny. Once you're letting the animal die, maybe you just let the animal die. Okay. But I guess you're right. Like if it has kedusha and it's a shlemim, start trying to deal with it. Why should I let it die? So right. So maybe you'd have to do both. Okay. Look at that. We got all caught up and we actually ended a minute early. Right. Okay. <laughs>